following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Monday! You're looking live at Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, where it is 76 degrees. It feels like 76. The high is 86, and the low tonight is 68. Summer is almost here, boys. It rained a little bit down south. Did it? Yeah. Oh. Um, Nate will be calling in here shortly. He is on the road. We'll find out where Nate Newton is. Um, I don't know what's going on with the headphones here. We can't hear each other in the turn studio. You, did you turn yours up? Yeah. I can hear you. I can I, hear we can you. hear you. I can't hear, hear Jesse. Oh, I can hear you guys. Now I can. All right, I can't hear. I can't hear either one of you. You got the biggest ears in here. You can't. There we there. go. <laughs> got some sound. Now. There you We're go. good now. We're good All now. Right. All right. Little little rocky start here at the uh, beginning. Sorry about that for everybody so listening at home. Monday. Little Mondays for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, how come you're not wearing uh, Kansas Jayhawk gear? Because um, I'm a Tar Heel. <laughs> no. Um, what happened here? I thought we had a I well, thought we had a friendly wager. I, I ordered some championship gear and it hasn't arrived yet. And then I, I so this is your fault. Yeah. Jesse fault. was going to walk in here with hat in hand because yeah. he's a hat guy. Hat in hand, <laughs> and he was going to wear your yeah. Kansas gear. I know it. I don't. And you don't even have any Kansas yeah, gear. I had to order some. And you, I, so I, you don't have any Kansas no, gear. I tell you how much of a fan. What a he fan is. Well, my is. son stole a couple of T-shirts. I have the hat, which I forgot, and so I think I have one other ratty old T-shirt laying around. So yeah, I'm not loaded up on Kansas gear. To Heck be of a game, though. What 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 was it like, Jess? What was the scene? It, it was the it was electric. Um, Sixty nine thousand people in the Superdome uh, for that game, and the first half we were feeling good. We were feeling good, man. The the, the, the alum, when the alum were there, we were taking pictures. Again, we're all like, "Oh, Burby's gonna be off the chain tonight." We're up fifteen, and our stars haven't even really turned it up yet. Like you know. We were feeling good. We mm-hmm. were feeling good. And I remember we were taking a group picture, and I remember leaning over to Coach Williams. And I said, the two things that worry me, I said, halftime is the worst thing that can happen to us. Because, one, I thought Armando, Armando Baycock's ankle was going to kind of tighten up, and mm-hmm. it ended up hurting his ankle at the end of the game. Yeah. Then I said, momentum. Yeah. I said, they got a chance. to. We were, we were rolling, and they had no answer for us. Halftime gives you a chance to regroup, mm-hmm. and Kansas came out with a, with a game plan. They posted up Caleb Love. They got some, you know, and then they went to they went to their their veteran guard Remy Martin. And he mm-hmm. said, he said, I got it, Coach. And he was talking <laughs> cat. He was talking trash. Oh, was, he? was he really? Oh, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it because whenever they went to a timeout, and whatever whatever was called in the timeout, Remy Martin comes in and he gets the layup on the left hand side, and he looks over at Bill Self and he said. I told you, I told you he can't guard me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and this is wow. this is him telling his coach like, you running for me again. And he went off. He 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 went off in that second half, and they just 
I, I thought, you know, I knew a run was going to come. Yeah. I thought we had enough points to kind of kind of keep them at bay. And then deeper bench helped some too. I think that. Yeah. That, yeah. They really only had. Carolina had yeah, one, one guy off the bench. Yeah, we, we we don't we all year, all year yeah. long we don't we don't we don't have a and bench. He, he caught fire there for a little while, but he yeah, ran puff. out of steam. Jesse took it very well. He sent you <laughs> congrat congratulatory text. Yeah, and, I'm not a sore loser. Yeah, no, I'm not. I like like had something done been like they cheated or something like that. They we were supposed to win the game. We blew it. We yeah. choked and, and lost a 15 point lead. Um, Kansas played. Kansas never gave up. They played tough. So all I had to do was. Tip my cap to Kansas and Kurt and, 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 you know. Zip. That's it. So, Nate, where are you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm in Hattiesburg, Mississippi right now, man. Just rolling back to Texas, man. Just rolling back. Where have you been? I've been to Jackson, Mississippi. Then I went to Orlando, Florida. Then I went to a little small town called Lottie, Florida. Then I went back to Orlando, Florida. And uh, then I left Orlando. Now, you know, I got up this morning probably about, Two in the morning and start rolling back this way. Wow, this is how you know yeah. you're rich when gas prices are are at an all time <laughs> high. Driving across right country, now. and you just yeah. and, and, like, and Nate's not like we all know Nate. Nate's not driving because he has like this important business meeting or he's afraid to fly or something like you know happened where he had to be there right now. Like Nate just gets up and drives just randomly. I'm sure he I went to he went to Miss uh, to 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 see his boy Dion. Yeah. Right. I love yeah, I love Wednesday at like three in the morning. Right now I got two thousand seventy eight miles on it. <laughs> Just Unlike like he, anybody he just goes and gets lunch. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and get lunch. <laughs> how's that? Uh, Gas is nine dollars a wow. gallon. How's, just how's Dion doing? Dion doing great, man. He's 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 about back walking normal, man, and. Everybody's doing great, but I went down to Orlando because we had a thing called Tiger Pride, Orlando Jones. And I think we're the only school where we had from the class of 65 all the way to the class of 2021. And, you know, I don't think the 2022 class was eligible for the setup they can't. And we meet on this football field, and every class represent themselves by doing a little, you know, thing. And then we had this big stage. Where we uh, had a band, a uh, band playing, and we have DJs and stuff like that, and it's something we started back. You know, we uh, one of the few uh, black high schools still existing, so we went through a whole lot. Our school is over 100 years old, so uh, we we do this thing every year, and it's called Tiger Pride. And we all come back, man. A lot of people meet from like uh, 10 in the morning to two that evening. You know, reminisce and having a good time. Doing our thing, I had mm-hmm. to go back, so we high went out and had fun. Huh? Looked like a high school reunion, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, but it's a high school reunion for, like I say, normally I think we normally have from sixty to up to you know, but this time we have from sixty-five up to two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, just mm-hmm. having fun, man. But uh, I saw where you you hit on the Kurt where they don't value offensive linemen like this this new coaching staff don't value offensive linemen that that's a shame because Dak gonna pay for that if they don't start valuing offensive linemen by the time another two years that Dak, Dak will be seeing that he the, he will be feeling the effects of that do you think so that's I mean, true? 
the athletic had a story and they're talking about one of the things was there you go kurt where, where did we set this thing <laughs> was where did we like set this thing kurt i'm not a good loser i'm not a good loser <laughs> yeah. but no offensive line we're gonna be bad losers all right well i mean i think part of their story was like mccarthy in green bay they didn't spend a lot of high draft picks on linemen where you know the cowboys went through that run where what three first round picks a lot of in Lyell was considered a first-round pick, so they, they really valued it. But not to say McCarthy doesn't value it, but he just approaches it differently. Is this a – do you not agree with how, that, how they approach it, I guess? I'm, I'm, uh, this is the deal. If, if, Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers would have had our, my offensive line, he would have won multiple Super Bowls. Where if we would have had Aaron Rodgers with this offensive line that Tony Romo had, that Tony Romo got and Dak inherited, they should have been the ones. If they would have been with Aaron Rodgers, they'd have won three Super Bowls because they go hand in hand. They I, go hand in hand because now you can use all your weapons to its full effect. You know, we won't have to be worrying about it whether Amari got a diva quarterback or not having a diva quarterback. Everything will be running smooth if we had offensive line. We'll find out. We'll find out because evidently they're going to go to a heavy screen game. They're going to go to a heavy, uh, short uh, timing game because, you know what, uh, man, y'all have, I'm going to get on the road. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was – did he hang up? Yep. Yeah. He, he, hang, he hung up he's for done. real. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done. I'm out of here. <laughs> he ain't got time for us. <laughs> what? That is – he's the most random human being in the world. He – I don't. I don't know what just happened. Y'all have a good day. Goodbye. <laughs> he comes into a segment, never sets it up. Like he literally goes from telling us about his experience back in his black high school, the day of the reunion, and then went right into another segment. Never reset it. Never introduced it. No, that's just. That's Nate. And then left. And then left. Just hung <laughs> just up. Threw the just, match on the fire and yeah, just walked just, off. <laughs> but I was watching this uh, this weekend on NFL Network. There was. Uh, there were two games. It was the Odell Beckham one-hand catch. What year was that, 2014, 2015, 16, mm, whatever it was? I don't remember. And then I was watching the Pittsburgh, the game we won in overtime. I think that was 2016. That was a young, young deck. And the thing that I could not take my eyes off was, was the offensive line. And you looked, it, it, was, it was Tyron and it was, um, was it Ron Leary and yeah, Travis Carl, Frederick. Frederick. And Zach Martin and Doug Free, and I mean, they just were mauling. DeMarco Murray was the running back in one game, and Zeke was the other running back in the other. And they just were mauling dudes, mauling. And to, to Nate's point, we always talk about games in one where? At the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either you're dominating on the offensive end or you're dominating on the defensive end, but at the end of the day, you're winning the line of scrimmage. And no matter what you want your team to be, if that's, a, if that's a running team like they are in Cleveland and like they are in Tennessee, you need offensive linemen. If it's a passing team, you saw what you know, Andy Reid and Kansas City Chiefs did after they got humiliated uh, uh, two years ago in the AFC Championship game. They went and said, you know what? If we're going to throw this thing mm-hmm. around the park, I'm going to have to protect this kid better. Yeah. And so for anyone, any coach – and we're talking about our coach in particular, to not value a position that is 
not talked about. The glitz and glam doesn't come from the offensive linemen, but plays such a significant role in what you want to do. And we've and and especially when you have a quarterback who's coming off a year where we all felt like the second half of that season he kind of almost had the yips. Like couldn't just and whether that be the calf injury later we found out he needed, he needed left shoulder sur- left shoulder surgery. Um, but at the end of the day, he didn't he didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He didn't look like he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look confident. He didn't like a player that was was saying, I'm, I feel no pressure when I drop back to passing. We also didn't get what we wanted from the running game. And I know they're going to say, people are going to say, well, Zeke did get another 1,000 yards, whatever. But that also was an issue. And all of those things come from your ability to be able to sustain blocks up front, whether that's passing or running. So if they're not going to look at this thing from the history of what Mike McCarthy is, and not address this thing, offensive linemen or go best available, so on and so forth. I, I get best available. I, I totally get it. I'm not saying reach for a player. But best available and what you sorely need are, are two different things. And, and, yes, there may be another player on that board that says, you know what, this receiver is rated higher than what we have at this guard or this center or this tackle, whatever it may be. But what you really need is not the receiver. It's not the tight end or the running back or the linebacker or the DB. What you need is to shore up and solidify your offensive line. So whether you take it seriously or not, it needs to be an issue. It needs to be a topic of discussion when heading into the draft because if you don't, then your quarterback is going to be, like Nate said, Mm -hmm. your quarterback is going to feel the raft of not having – a secure offensive line. And you'll pay the penalty for it, not only with not being able to run the ball, not being able to pass the ball, but also penalties as well. Yeah. Because guys will be holding, guys will be jumping off sides, guys will be getting beat left and right. And so it's just a bad thing all the way around. And if you have an opportunity to address it and make it better, I think you should. Yeah, that's, you know, they're, they're talking about there's going to be some guards available, the center, Lindenbaum, is that his name? Um, some wide receivers there, all available at 24. And I just hope they go linemen instead of wide receiver. I mean, obviously there's going to be some talent there at receiver, but I'm with you. they got to shore up the line, you know. Agreed. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I can't say anything other than that. I, I totally agree. Like, it's not sexy, and it's yeah. – but if you think about it, I mean, how well did – when they've done it, Tyron worked out. Mm-hmm. Zach worked out. Right. Travis worked out. Like, these are three guys that, you know, if health wasn't a concern, those are three – you know, Hall of Fame guys, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's never going to be sexy Mm-mm. to pick an offensive lineman. They're just not. They're never a sexy pick. They're never a – Not like, selling the jersey. They're not selling not the jersey. Selling the, gear, the merchandise. They're not putting them in, in front of people to talk. They're not the face of your franchise. They're not, yeah. they, they go they – They don't go, want to do anything on social media. No, and that's the nature of offensive linemen. They've mm-hmm. been that way since they were in Little League. They just don't want the attention. They're just mauler. They want to go about their business. And even in today's social media world, most offensive linemen, 90% of them, don't want that attention. Yeah. They just want to go to work. They want to be natural protectors. That's what's what they've been born and bred to do is to be natural protectors. And it's never going to. So if you're looking for the sexy pick and you're looking for something that's going to be, you're going to be able to sell and market and, 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 and put on t-shirts and put on hoodies and plaster all over the place. They're never going to be it at all. But the one thing that you do want to, 
to, to, to market and, and publicize and put on ticket stubs and have in front of people and all that kind of stuff is your quarterback. Yeah. yeah. You want him to be able to say you want you want him upright. It's hard to market a guy who's standing on the sideline. It's hard to market a guy who's always getting picked up off the ground. It's hard to market a guy when the winning record is, is, isn't there. It's hard to market a guy when all those things aren't there because you decide to not to go with the so sexy pick yeah. and, and protect him up front. So, you know, you again, you want to market those guys. You want to market Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott and and, and, and put the 88s uh, you know, on, 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 on front street and make that the, 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 the popular thing. And do the unpopular thing, right. the unsexy thing, and get the guys up front that you need to protect the most meaningful and the most expensive yeah. asset that you have on this football team. I remember being at the 2014 draft party and Johnny Menzel sitting there and the crowd was going bonkers. I mean, they're chanting his name. Even the announcers were playing it out. I mean, it's just crazy, you know. And they picked Zach Martin, and you talk about the hair going out of the room. I mean, it was they, like a mass cle- exit. They to the cleared door. out, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Worked out pretty good. It for worked him, out though. pretty yeah, good. You, you got rid of a guy who was who wasn't going to be a great talent, and you picked up a guy who's not sexy, right. but will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Who's literally has been since the moment he stepped foot on the football field has been the best player at that position, right? Six-time yeah. All-Pro, you know, like. If it's you, not sexy. <laughs> if you go that route, though, I know we're not the draft show, right. but if you do go that route, would you? Because there's supposed to be a lot of good offensive linemen in the first round. Would you? Would you trade back and get some more collateral, or would you stay where you're at and just take the the best lineman that that falls to you? Yeah, I always worry about trading back, just because. I mean, I guess if you could get a, a third rounder, you know, thrown in, it'd be good. And you, I mean, you know, there's. You know, you're only going back a couple spots, and you mm-hmm. know one of those linemen. But to me, it's always a little dicey. It obviously worked out well for him last year. Traded back and got Micah, but yeah, yeah. but you traded back and got Micah <laughs> in the top 15 pick. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about yeah. trading back into the second and third round, because even even the thing about offensive linemen, and 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 we have one in Nate who is a guy who's not from a big school, who doesn't come from a big conference, you know, and 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 worked his way to a Three Super Bowls, six, seven Pro Bowls, all that kind of great stuff. But as you begin to get later and later and later in these rounds with offensive linemen, again, they're already a 50-50 chance if you get them in the first round. Yeah. So as you begin to go deeper and deeper into the draft, the likelihood of that particular offensive lineman or that pick in general becomes a little bit more dicey. So if 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 I'm looking at a situation where I can get, I can get a guy that can come in and play right now and improve my football team right now from the offensive line standpoint. I, I got to seriously consider that because, honestly, if we're talking about wide receiver, we're talking about running back, those are the guys who I can find in later rounds and yeah. make players. Those are the guys who may not come from the big conferences or have the big names that I can turn into players. We I've seen more guys come in that way and turn themselves into really, really, really good players then I did the opposite way, where, 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 where offensive linemen have come in from the smaller schools and made themselves perennial pro bowlers. So if, if I have to choose between a backer or uh, a receiver or a corner um, opposed to that offensive line, I, I'd rather take the, the offensive line earlier. The pedigree to me is a little bit better yeah. than I would going into the later rounds trying to find offensive linemen. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't trade out of the first. 
What would you do? Uh, it probably depends on who's there and, you know, if there's two or three guys that they think are equal value. Yeah. I wouldn't trade out of the first. I, I'd maybe trade back five or six picks, uh-huh. but I wouldn't. I, what I think could be interesting is you've got – there could be a couple guards there. It could be the Iowa center, Lindenbaum. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you take the center and then you still have a hole at so you, then you'd have a rookie center and it's still a hole at left guard. Or do you take the left guard knowing, you know, this is a guy that can be a first-day starter, plus you have a center that may not be the best in the world, but you got a center with some experience? I go with the guard. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason being is because I think, like, when you look at guards on either side, they're, the, they're really the anchors of your defense. I mean, your offensive line, excuse me. Because if they can help either way. Right, they can kind of help more a little bit on the inside. They can kind of help a little bit uh, on the the outside. And most guards, talking about position flex, right, the word that I kind of come into to hate a little <laughs> bit, can probably play a little bit of center if necessary. But I, I just think that position is the, the it's the one where when all of the stunts happen, they're coming back into where that guard is coming into. Right, when you look at what this team wants to do when they when they're running those zone schemes and they're they're pulling those guards, you want to get those guys outside. You so to me, a guard on either side of the center can help either way. So if, like I said, if we're having some center problems and I got a really good guard, a la um, uh, Zach Martin on the right hand side, then he can help out a little bit either way. That's, that you see fit. So, if, like I said, if it's center, I can help a little bit with my guard on the inside. If it's tackle, I can help a little bit out on the outside with, with my guard. It's different when it's guard, guard, I mean, uh, tackle, because the, the help there is really help inside and maybe a tight end or a back chipping outside. But overall, you're going to face that top defensive end all the time. Yeah. Um, so, to me, it's, it's, it's guard, especially when you have a center who is not the best, but has some experience and kind of you can work with that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, 30 visits were last week. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Talk about some other stuff when we come back on the next. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. 
but teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the People Show, sponsored by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. And let me tell you, well, I'll tell you what. Kurt, why don't you tell us about the Star Magazine draft edition. 2022 Dallas Cowboys draft guide is now available, both digitally and online. Um, We've got uh, our man Kyle Yeomans did amazing work. He did did amazing work with scattering reports, comprehensive, broke down the pros and cons, and did overviews and... and, uh, um, (laughs) <laughs> that is disgusting. All kinds of stuff. We got I Dave Elvin's mock draft. We I got can't a unsee that. in-depth story on Will McClay. Go to DallasCowboys.com slash star. You can get your print copy or digital copy. It's also available at the pro shops here locally and regional outlets like Walmart. And Jesse's definitely excited about Trailer it. Trailer Park Holly over there. Trailer Park Holly. So, yeah. Dallas Cowboys Draft Guide, DallasCowboys.com slash star. Go get you one. How much Go is the Star you Magazine? Uh, you can get it on the newsstands for nine ninety five. I believe. Nine ninety five. What a deal. What a deal. What a Y'all deal. do a deal great a job deal. on that thing, man. You guys do, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Is there that. another draft guide out there? Do we need well, yeah, teams to do one? Well, team-specific, uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, there's some other, you know, like Dane Brugler with the athletic. He does an amazing the one. The beast. Yeah, he does, a, he he does, does a great job. And there's some others out there, but um, I think we're the only team-specific one. Gotcha. Uh, before we get back into it, we lost a couple of mm. couple mm-hmm. of great mm-hmm. ones in, in the cowboy world. You know, um, Dwayne Haskins obviously happened over the weekend. And then last week, uh, Rayfield Wright passed away. What was Rayfield, 76, 78? I think that's right. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. one of my favorite coaches that's ever been here, one of the nicest guys, most energetic, uh, fun-loving guy, Gary Brown. Yeah. Did uh, you have a lot of interaction with him? I did. Yeah. I did. He uh, he was one of the guys that all, always spoke to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. always spoke to me. I'd sit down with him on the bench before the game – we had like a bit, and I would be like, "What's the game plan, Coach?" And he'd be like, "Run the rock, baby, run the rock, go run the rock, then we go run the rock some more." And I'm like, "I right, mean, I remember he uh, one time before a game, Montel Jordan, huge Cowboys fan. This is how we do it." He uh, he brought his he brought his sons to the New Orleans game, and uh, I was able to get him sideline passes before the game, and they were over there, you know. I was talking to him, and Jerry, I think Jerry came over and shook hands with him, and then I brought him over to meet mm-hmm. Gary, and Gary gave his one of his sons a, a football before the game. Yeah. And then uh, his other son walked up, and he's like, so he walked over and got another football, gave him another football. I was like, man, I hope they don't run out of balls. You only get a certain amount. So, but that's just the kind of guy he was, man. He was just always super nice and would talk to anybody, and, you know, he was he was a great dude, so – Take yeah. that. Young, too. 50. 52. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Very young. It's yeah. Pray for his wife, Kim, and his three children. He has uh, two daughters and a son. Yeah. So De- it's, it's tough. Battled, what was he battling? Cancer, cancer. right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I heard he was getting better. Um, 
So this kind of su- surprised me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he was uh, coaching what up in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's always, you know, death is always hard. Um, but when when it's someone that you know has so much life. Yeah. Um, and has touched so many people, not just in you know athletically, but just the person that he is. Um, and I'm always thankful for people when when they when when you start to ex- tell the story of their life, like you before you like we all know him as a player and a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you hear all the great things before they get to the oh he was a player or he was a coach and you just hear the kind of human that he was, you know that that's always the positive thing um, of it. And I I pray uh, again for his family and for his children. Because this is a this is a very difficult time um, for them mm-hmm. yeah. to 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 have someone with so much life and and so like, much you know, left. That's what I'm saying. Relatively young. speaking, 52. Like, yeah, yeah. getting yeah, close. I'm 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 I'm, I'm close, it. but I'm not. You know, it's yeah. it's it's tough, man. It's but it's 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 also a a, a eye opener. That life is so unpredictable and it's mm-hmm. so precious, and that to to not miss those moments, to not miss those moments, um, like sometimes you know work is not that important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It, it's not. Well, you know when it's like you know what, I have to work or should I go spend time with my family? I got to work or should I have that moment with my friends? I got to mm-hmm. work. And I'm not saying that you should disregard work or responsibility, but I'm saying at the end. My new kind of thing is is that if I died today, it replaced me in seven business days. No offense to anyone else, yeah. mm-hmm. but yeah. that's the nature of the business. Right. If I died today in seven business days, someone will have my job, and the train will keep moving, and people are hurt, and they're mourning, all that kind of stuff. And we all need to live by that. And sometimes we have to say, like, man, I, it ain't that serious. This job is not that important. I'm not saying I'm not saying don't show up to your job. <laughs> what I'm saying is that life is so much bigger than a job. Yeah. And and if you were gone today, they will place you in seven business mm. days. So live live a little bit, love a little bit more, mm. um, love a lot more, and 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 don't let life pass you by because of work yeah. and things work related and, and and missing those moments. I think it's me having a a kid at my age. Like I think about that a lot, right? Like when he graduates. High school, I'll be. It depends. I'm sorry. I will. I'll be damn near <laughs> seventy. But it's like I think about that stuff. Like it'll be cool because I'll be the old guy up in the stands with a cooler beer, watching him at all of his practices because I won't. I'll be retired. Yeah. That part's cool. But I, like I think about that. Like he when he graduates college, I probably if I make it that far, don't have much after that. So like death. I don't know if I'm getting emotional in my old age, if it's, you know, because now I got something else to live for. But now like, you're human. Yeah. This one hurt, yeah. man. This you're one, human. It, it bothers me. Bothered like, me. Like the accumulation of, 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 of Rayfield, then Dwayne Haskins, who's 24 years yeah. old. Be 25, and that could have happened to anybody, man. Anybody. Anybody. And, and then now, you know, with this, it's like when, you, when it's all around you, it begins to kind of bother you a little bit. And it, 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 it I, was, I was fighting through some stuff this weekend just – Thinking about it, you know, yeah. and then you take into your own personal stuff that may be happening in your own life. Um, it's 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 tough, man, and it's a it's a it's a reminder. It is a reminder that uh, life is 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 fleeting, yeah. and it's fast. Yeah. Did you know Rayfield very well? No, not really. I never really had the chance to interview him. But it, that 
his passing kind of it, it was a reminder to me that I mean we lost Dan Reeves in the last month we lost uh, Ralph Neely here recently I mean this the generation that built the America's team dynasty I mean it's it's you know they're getting up there in age it's, mm-hmm. it's just as fans and, and, and you know a, a big follower of this history it's you know you just hate to to see those guys yeah you know Tough man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, where do we go from here? Sorry to bring the party down. It's always it's always that tough transition to go from all right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, right? Like <laughs> like this is the this is the, the thing I'm talking about. Is in seventh minute they'll replace you. It's like, all right, we mourned, and it's like, yeah. Still gotta finish this show, guys. All right. <laughs> so what's on the next topic? But that, yeah. that's that that's life. But again, you know, thoughts and prayers to the Haskins family, definitely the, mm-hmm. the Wright family, and the Brown family. Uh, you know, words can't express what you guys are going through right now. And I just pray the Lord hugs you and comforts you as much as you all need in this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, 30 visits. 30 visits. What happened last week? Well, they brought a few guys in to uh, work out and talk to. And as history's kind of shown, that's a, a good indicator of some of the guys they're looking at. Um, one interesting thing that popped up, one of the – the blogs that follow these things pretty regularly, which kind of surprised me too, was they invited four tight ends into this, Hmm. which that was like equaled the most of any position they brought in, which kind of surprised me some, but I guess they're maybe not seeing a long term with Schultz. I don't know. Or maybe they just think they need more depth, but I don't know. Do you think this is a, an area of need that we're kind of overlooking. Now, let me ask you this question. Has Schultz, he's franchise, correct? And he mm-hmm. signed it. He signed it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. He's like, he's like oh, you're not going to get me. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to pull this thing back from me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and maybe that is this team saying, you know, we need more depth. We, we, they got the news about, um, Jarwin, Jarwin with the, was it the hip, right? Hip. The mm-hmm. hip injury, hip injury, and that might, that's not looking too good. Yeah, he may be for done. him. And then you know, even when they brought they brought back Jeremy Sprinkle, but even last year when he was here, it was a very you know he, he didn't have much of a huge yeah. role outside of blocking and being like that extended offensive lineman. So I guess now it's it's looking at okay, if we can pick up maybe a tight end later on in the draft that we can kind of work with and develop and maybe turn into something that gives us a little bit of productivity on the offensive end. Um, I know Nate would be here and say, we need a blocking tight end, we need a blocking yeah. tight end. Well, I think you need more of a pass-catching tight end. You know, you need you need a guy who's going to be more of a threat. Uh, being that you now lost said Wilson and you lost Amari Cooper, you're going to have to find ways to fill in that production. There's a lot of productivity that walked out this door and there are other teams now. And you're going to have to find a way to stretch – because. Uh, you know, the thing about having Amari on the outside was that you had CD on the inside. And now that you're going to have to kind of seamlessly transition Amari, I'm sorry, CD to the outside, who's going to fill that slot? Uh, who's going to fill that slot as a slot yeah. uh, position? And whether that's another receiver, maybe it's a little bit of Tony Pollard, maybe it's a little bit of Schultz or whoever it is, but there has to be a level of production that is filled in that slot position. It is so important because I want to be able to keep that safety in the middle of the field. I want to be able to keep him high. I don't want safety now, you know, not having a fear of being beat down the middle of the field or not having a fear of something coming at them that's a significant threat. And if they don't feel that from somewhere uh, and, and from the tape, Schultz doesn't give me that. Right, Schultz doesn't give me that deep threat, that controlling the middle. And now, if you're trying to establish a running game, 
and you have nothing to hold those safeties back for even just a second, they come shooting down. That ruins the plan that would have been a 8, 10, 12, 14-yard gain to now being a 4-, 6-yard gain and possibly you know you having now to, to punt the ball on third down. And also, if, if, they're not, if, they, if they're not being a threat there, now they can say, you know, we'll just play, we'll, we'll play back. We'll play back. We'll shade a guy over to the to the side of uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, we don't know what Michael Gallup will be when he gets back. So there's a factor in there that you're going to have to find something that gives you productivity down the middle of the field. So bringing in four tight ends, it sounds surprising, but they know that they have to fill that productivity in the middle of the field yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a huge way. Yeah. Well, I'm, this might be a dumb question, but what – What's the relationship like between receivers and tight ends? I mean, tight ends are pass catchers, but they're linemen. And, I mean, are receivers kind of like go do your own thing? or Yeah. I mean, as, as pass catchers, you try to be on the same page with a lot of different things because there are a lot of times the underneath route that's going to kind of hold a linebacker or move a linebacker one way or another or hold a safety to give you some access on the outside. But, I mean, our relationship with them is no different than our relationship with a running back. Mm-hmm. No different relationship with you know you know a DB. You try to find the way that you guys can use each other, uh, get helpful information and tips. You know maybe sometimes when you come down there you can communicate. Say listen, when I come down there, I know I got a block. Hey, you take the big guy. I'll take the next guy. You know like don't give me the don't give me the two hundred eighty pound guy. Give me the two hundred and forty less pound guy yeah. to deal with. But I mean there's no link or bond between receivers and and mm-hmm. and, and and tight ends even at those who are you know the pass catching like the real pass catching type you know we did we didn't talk about uh Schultz when he signed his deal he got what what was it 13 was it 12 12 ish million something. i'm happy for that guy there's there's nobody that works harder yeah. than him like he's he's out there every single day after practice on the jugs machine at training camp he's out there every single practice running extra, extra laps like like i'm He's a good dude, man. And yeah. we, we talked about, I think it was last week or week before last, like <clears throat> guys that are that love football, that that get it, that are, you know, doing the work. He's one of the ones that he does the work. Yeah. Like even when nobody's looking. You know, the media's not out there. Coaches have already gone in. He's out there doing the work. So I was, I was happy to see him get that money. Yeah, his first couple years, it, I mean, there was talk, was he going to be a bust or not? That, right. That year Jarwin was supposed to be the starter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, it's – what Schultz going to do? Can he handle this? And you know, he's—I know there's some issues with him. Can he? Does he have enough speed or whatever to take the top off? That you know, that can he control the middle like you were talking about? But he's definitely come a long way than what yeah. we expected. And, and, and he's going to have to take another step again yeah. because mm-hmm. you don't have the presence of guys like said Wilson and guys like Amari Cooper. When 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 you're able to get that productivity because. Defensively, you ha- like it's eleven on eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to give up something. So you're saying, all right, if the quarterback isn't a running quarterback, what other areas are we willing to give up? And you're saying, okay, we're going to give up that guy. We're not going to give up Amari Cooper on the outside. We're not going to give up uh, Ceedee Lamb down the middle. We're going to say we're going to give up the six yard route rally and tackle, right? So, but now that you don't have that presence of 19 on the outside, one on the inside, or wherever he's playing at, at the Z. Now the, the clamps become a little bit tighter because no one's afraid of you going over the top. 
there's not really a threat of you going over the top or all of these weapons that you have to account for like you did in the past. They don't fear Ezekiel Elliott anymore. That's not a fear of people yeah. anymore. Um, they don't fear – I mean, they, they, they had a healthy respect for Amari Cooper. He's no longer there. So whoever you add to that spot, if it's CeeDee Lamb, guess what? CeeDee's now going to have to prove himself all over again to the forces on the outside. They're going to say, can he beat my best guy on the outside down in and down out? And if he can't, by game six, seven, or eight, people are going to start saying he ain't what we thought he was. Mm -hmm. And they'll change how they play against you. Michael Gallup, he's going to miss the first couple of games. And whoever you put in that spot, whether it's uh, uh, Brown or whoever, draft pick, whoever, whoever it is, they're going to have to prove themselves. So def defensive coordinators and defenders are going to say, these guys haven't proven themselves, so we're going to take way more chances uh, on, on, on clamping things down, being more aggressive on coming up and stopping the run and doing all that kind of stuff. Can Schultz work in tighter windows? Can he now work without having other guys taking the top off for him or defenses now having to pay more attention to the other guys around him? That, you, that, that, the narrowing of playmakers – has has lessened for the Cowboys. And so now you have to have a bigger role. Can you step up and have a bigger role in this offense minus the other playmakers around you? We, we talked about, or just the last segment, about taking the lineman over the playmaker. Even if the Cowboys have fewer playmakers, will a better line help the playmakers they have, I guess, obviously? Yes, yeah. because it gives them more time to develop, Yeah, right? It, it, there are certain guys who make things happen at a rapid rate, at a faster rate than other guys, right? Those are the guys, the elite guys. So they're able to get open faster. They're able to make plays in tighter windows. So the, all those things happen at a much faster rate. When you don't have that talent, now things have to be much more precise. I need you to get that full 15, mm -hmm. right? Because, mm -hmm. And you may not be as good as getting it as the last guy. So that means I may need an extra half a second or a whole second for that to develop. You know, these 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 I need guys to move a little bit quicker. You know, before they do, they would disguise and maybe come out of that disguise a little bit more with, because of the fear of getting beat. Now, when there's no fear of getting beat, that defender will stay into that that disguise uh, a little bit longer and then move out. So I need another second or so to process what has happened pr uh, post snap. So. Yes, the playmakers are important, but if you don't have a lot of playmakers who are able to do things at a much faster rate, then you're going to need a little bit more time for that stuff to process in their minds and in the quarterback minds and deliver the ball to those players downfield. All right, let's take our last break. Jesse had a tweet over the weekend. Ooh. He wanted to know who actually gets paid money at the Masters. Oh. We did the research Interesting. and found out, and we'll let you know when we come back on the next segment, the last segment of The People Show, the Hanging Masters. with the Boys. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. 
Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back. This Saturday, see unbeaten WBC and IBF welterweight world champion Errol the Truth Spence Jr. and WBA welterweight world champion. I don't know how to spell it, say this guy's name. Loser. Jordanus Ugas. <laughs> square off in a welterweight championship unification showdown at AT&T Stadium. You do not want to miss this premier boxing championship event. For tickets, visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. I shouldn't have said that about him. He's not a loser. He's going to lose the fight, yeah, but he's right. not a loser. Right. I, I think, apologize. I think Errol will return to pre-injury form? I hope. Yeah. This is his first fight back, isn't it? Or he had, does he have one? He, uh, I think he had a tune-up. Like, it, was a, yeah, it, was a, it was a chump. Yeah. It was a chump, chump. You going to this, Jesse? I am. You're a big boxing guy, aren't you? I, I do. I like I like boxing. What's your favorite What's your favorite sporting event to go to? Basketball. Live. Basketball, college, or pros? No, pros. You like pros? Yeah. Only mm. if you get good seats? There's only way I'm going. What's, <laughs> what's, what's the highest you'll sit? Uh, sweet. What I'm about gonna... 200 level? Where's that at? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, shit. That came out wrong. Middle, that came out right. wrong. No, no, I'm not. Going. Lower bowl, you gotta be in lower bowl. I, no, I, I, the only time I go and sit like 200 or above, if I'm taking kids, like if I'm taking a bunch of kids and mm-hmm. all we can get is like that level, then I'll go and sit. But if I'm going by myself, you gotta be close. Ten rows is like ten, fifteen rows is like the max. Hat like halfway up on the on the <laughs> for lower level. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. max. What? Were you a Nets guy or Knicks or anything growing up? I was up? too poor to go to anything back then. But I mean, oh, did you follow them? Uh, your fans? You know what? Yeah, I mean, you, you followed them. My brothers were, were heavy Knicks fans. Nets didn't really matter at that right. at that point in time. The only time you went to the, like, the Nets thing, Nets used to give out, and they had a, a sponsorship with White Castle. Ooh. So you could get like four net tickets, a box of 30, uh Crave pack, um, Soda, French fries, all that kind of good stuff, like fifty bucks. Hmm. So like every every once in the blue, like they come to the like come to the hood and like just give this stuff away. Like that's how they got people to the Nets game. Like they were just like giving it away. <laughs> like you know, come down to the police station and you know the Dare program or stuff like that, and you would get a, you know get a chance to go to those games. But um, 
you know, a lot of it was like I still like the Seattle Supersonics back then. Really? I used to be a Sean, huge Kemp. I used to be a huge Gary Payton fan. Payton, like I used to be okay. a huge. I, I loved his attitude. Like I just loved the way he was just. He was, a new, was he a New York guy? No, he's a no. he's a West Coast guy. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a California dude. I think Oakland. He's an Oakland dude. Uh-huh. But I just I used to love his just he just would I embodied that like. I'll show you guys a picture later on of me. I had a bald head and everything. You did? Swear, I'll show you. I got a picture of it. <laughs> I had a bald head, and I was like, I'm in this picture, and I'm just like mean mugging. I was just like, I embodied that just rugged nature. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock you up. I'm going to harass you. I'm going to assault you and just talk trash the entire game and looking <laughs> for a fight. It was, yeah. So Gary Payton was one of, my, one of my favorite players growing up. What's your favorite live sport? Live sport? Mm-hmm. Um well, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan, and so I, I mean, it's obviously a surprise you're here today. I know it should be. This should be at holiday. We should. It should Opening be a day. Yeah. yeah, it should be a company wide event. I'm telling you. They should take us to opening day every year. I wish, man. They did some study. I was listening to one of the local radio stations, and they did a, a study on the highest priced opening day tickets, and the Rangers are like third. Really. Third highest, they're like the average ticket was like fifty something bucks. Wow! But but here it's a big deal. Like opening day is huge for the Rangers. Yeah. Now the rest of the year nobody really cares, but like it's a it's a it's like a holiday. Yeah. So surprise you're here. Well, you know that's my commitment to you guys. There you go, team first. (laughs) There you go. And that, or you just couldn't get tickets. You still got you still got connections over there. Uh, Everybody gone that you. No, there's a couple people I, I. be kind of uncomfortable calling out of the blue for tickets, but mm. I still know a couple people. Over there. That's always the worst when you got an end somewhere and then like either that administration gets fired or moves on right. or, or retires. Yeah. You're like, yeah, got to find another, <laughs> got to find another way in. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you sent out a tweet wanting to know who gets paid for the yes. Masters, right? Yeah. So the winner this year got paid two point seven million dollars. He's a, who's a who's a DFW native. Yep, went to UT, I believe. Yeah, Highland Park. I think he's mm-hmm. somewhere like that. What's his name? Chef Scheffler. Scheffler. Yeah. 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 Um, this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Talk about lack of commitment. He said it's <laughs> remarkable to look back at how the payout for the yeah. Masters have changed over the years. In 1934, the winner took home 1,500 bucks, which would be roughly 32,000 dollars today. The 50th place finisher this year made 38,000. The 50 just for making wow. the cut. If you made the cut, you made almost 40 grand. $38,000. So Tiger finished tied for 43rd, right? <laughs> what did he make? What's the 43rd? 56 grand. Dang. More than most people make in a year he made on Sunday. Wow. 4 days of work, I guess. Thursday, Friday, that he Saturday, do, like, Sunday. That's the greatest thing like he does this every day for free. Yeah. And he just like just in 4 days just from, I'm sure he made way other you know, money doing other things oh, in that oh, yeah. day as well. But so, man. Yeah. And then. So you need to get that son of yours golf club. Man. I'm going to teach him how to deep snap. <laughs> you don't get touched. You don't, like, you don't have to do nothing. Just throw the ball between your legs real hard. Yeah. <laughs> get you about a 12 year career. For real. League minimums, what? 250, 300. Yeah. And then you get on up there, it's 700 when you get fully vested. That's a life, man. Man, a couple oh. Pro Bowls, you are. Right. Yeah, no stress. <laughs> like, I used to think the kicker was the way to go. Uh-uh. Deep snapper. Deep snapper. Because if you're good, you never – like, LP had, I think, one mistake the whole time he played here. What, 14 years? Was in Washington when he 
Oh, he did the thing he's always, always done. done. That shouldn't yeah. have been. That yeah. shouldn't yeah. have been. Yeah. So yeah, deep snapper. <laughs> um, the thirtieth place participant made hundred and two k. The nineteenth place participant made two hundred and ten k. Tenth place got four hundred and five k. Seventh made five hundred and two k. And then fifth six hundred k. Fourth seven hundred twenty k. Third one point. 02 million, second 1.62 million, and the winner 2.7 million dollars. Mm. And I, I heard that there was something that you know in the golf, the golfing world, they're trying to get it um, to be more like the tennis world, where a bigger portion of the proceeds go like so. Like there's 50 players that get paid. Mm-hmm. They're saying like, let's make it 25. That get Uh-oh. that get, get more money, and you get more money that way. You know that's why, like when you see like players that win the Australian Open or something like that, they get paid a boatload of money because mm-hmm. the prize it doesn't it doesn't extend to fifty players; it extends to like twenty five. Okay. Yeah. And then like the, the the higher you get up, the more money you get paid. But I mean that's a that's a great. I mean you've you 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 made almost life changing money kind of in four days. Man. Yeah. Two point what million? You got two point seven. Two point seven. Two point seven. I think it was two point. Was it two point seven? Do you guys ever golf? I used to. <sighs> no. Man, I'm never I used. It. I used to, and it was because we used to go. To, we used to play for free at Cowboys Club if there wasn't a tee time. Uh-huh. So we used to. What happened to you know people? Stuff just starts. We used to get free tickets for Cowboy time. Nothing. <laughs> I know, but it that's not all out of way. That that went away unless you're connected out there. But it got to the point where uh, I got a buddy that had a boat, so it was like, okay, Saturday and Sunday I can get up and go s- sweat my junk off <laughs> and hit a ball around the golf course, yeah. or I can go out to the lake. And just post up on a boat <laughs> and chill out and watch, listen to music watch the and watch the, watch the scenery. And I was like, it didn't take me long to give up yeah, the old golf game. Smart, smart. <laughs> I haven't played golf in probably, it's probably been about five years. I, I used to play every once in a while. I was telling you guys in the break, it, it dawned on me the other day with Tiger Woods. And, and, and as much as golf needs Tiger Woods, trust and believe me, Tiger Woods needs golf. Like mm-hmm. just for his, like he, it's all he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Since a little boy, it's all he knows is golf. Never been, like, really to school, never been to prom, never been to graduation, never been to college, never done any of that stuff. Like, just been a lifer on the golf course. But I find it amazing that Tiger Woods has single-handedly punked so many people <laughs> and just owned the color red on Sunday. No one wears red on Sunday because of because Tiger Wood decided that on Sundays I will wear red sh- a red shirt and black pants and this will be my Sunday outfit, and no other golfer was like, "Screw you, bro! Red's my favorite color too, and I'm wearing red on Sunday as well, yeah. and I'm wearing black pants just like you." And that just blows my mind that he's that big of a golf giant, and he is rightfully so. He yeah. has all the credentials to say so, but. You just can't punk me out of a complete color like on on Sunday. Nobody wears. Not that I. I mean, I'm not. I'm not the most golf uh, uh, intelligent person around. I didn't see any golf shirts on and red golf shirts on Sunday. I want to say there was one guy. This was probably been 15 years ago. There was one guy going into Sunday that was like. 
him and Tiger were battling out, and I th- I think he wore red on Sunday just to just that point. To mess with yeah, it. like you're not getting in my head. Watch this. <laughs> they, I can't. I'm gonna have to look that up. I I think I remember that. Yeah. It was he, a, probably, he probably apologized. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. My wardrobe. <laughs> did, did, I picked the wrong shirt. I thought I, I miss I missed no, my think, shirts. I think he did it on purpose. I think he, I think he was a um, international player. I can't remember. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. That's gonna. Yeah. But I, I, I thought that. that was funny. I was just like. Who? who like, a good point. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I can't say who are you, but he's Tiger Woods. But I'm like, you don't own Crayola. Like, you, you didn't. You don't make the color red. Like, this. This isn't. Yeah. Right. It's like you don't have copyrights to the color red right. on a Sunday. But I mean, you think somebody's sponsor would like have red in it or something? They'd be like, hey, you got to wear red for us or something. They're probably like, nah. Nah. <laughs> what about maroon? What about magenta? Masters. We'll any, any desire to go to the Masters? Oh, I'd. Just to experience the course, sure, yeah. but I'm not going to spend the thousands of dollars it would take to get there. No. About you, any desire? No. Mm-mm. I heard it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be. Just to you know, it'd be like one of those, like going to Lambo. Just or to something. say you went. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, I'd been there, but I, I don't golf. I don't watch golf. I don't really care about golf. So. Yeah. Did you want to go? Uh, I'd go just like Kurt for the just experience, but I'm not. I'm not there. Like, there's some guys that work here that are huge golf fans. Huge, like watching it on their phone. You know, Thursday and Friday while they're up here at work. I didn't say their names. Don't snitch. I didn't say their names. But I, I, I'm not really into it that much. Like, if I was better at golf, I'd probably be into it a little bit more. But I'm just so bad. It's it's a, it's a social event for me. It's a reason to Where's go. the beer cart? Drink beer outside. Now yep. I have gone to a couple of Byron Nelsons when they used to have it down here. Oh yeah, about uh, <laughs> the Four Seasons in, in Los Carinas. Now that was. Did you leave the tent? Did you even go out on uh, the course? N- never. You don't. Yeah. Have, yeah. Never. Yeah, I've been one time and I never saw a stroke of gold. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I've and I've been with like a couple different. Like I've been with like BBVA. I've been with like a couple big sponsors uh-huh. that's been out there and. You forget that golf is even being oh, played. Oh, yeah. Like you, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't even matter. Live band in the yeah, tent. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. It, it, it is. It, it's, been out there? Oh, yeah. I hadn't been in several years, but that It used to is be. the party of all. Yeah. Like, the, and everybody like parties. Like, not just the fellas. Yeah. The ladies, oh, get, yeah. The ladies get to have a good time it, as well. It was a S show. Yeah. <laughs> the highest degree. It was awesome. All right, fellas. Yes, sir. Good if cops wanted to pull people over, all you have to do is sit out the Byron Nelson. And oh, you yeah. would You would oh. rack up on... A hundred DUI tickets, a <laughs> thousand, easy, easy. Yeah. They used to bust them in for the stadium. That's <laughs> yeah. when we used to get to go for free. Is when they would park at Texas Stadium. Oh. They would run the shuttles from yeah. there, and they would let them use that as their as their lot. So they give all the employees free tickets. So mm. we used to get we used God. to get to hook up. Nice. Jesse, good seeing you, yes. Kurt. Thanks for uh, yes, not going to opening day and being God, here. Go Tar Heels, Jazz. Still. Thanks for keeping <laughs> us on the air in Chris's absence. We appreciate yeah, Jazz. You. Good job. Yeah, Jazz. Will, thanks for keeping the live streams up. We will be back next Monday. Bro, Will, what up? The People Show, hanging with the boys. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!